Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> well, welcome in. We're just going to start just like this. I wow. didn't, even roll, didn't even roll the intro because I'm so excited about this weekend in Georgia recruiting. If this uh, sequence of events from Georgia's recruiting staff and everyone that was on campus this weekend doesn't light your fire, you're probably a Tennessee fan. Uh, uh, Rusty, oh, Bruce, man. and Palmer. Let's talk about it, guys. Well, uh, it was insane. I mean, it was crazy, right? It uh, it all fired up early on Friday, and um, I know, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Dylan Riola, uh, Joseph Jonah Ajanye was there. Justin Williams was there on Friday. Uh, Jeremiah Smith arrived on Friday. So the stars were out bright and early. Um, but then everything just got insane <laughs> on Saturday morning. Um, we thought, you know, I thought I was going to get able to sleep in a little, just, you know, retweet a couple pictures from a scavenger hunt. Real nice uh, occasion. Not the case at all. If you get a pre-8 a.m. AM call from Jake Roos, I'm seeing if it's collect number one or something's really going on. That's the hospital normally. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was concerned. Something was really going on. And, uh, <laughs> You know, there was some discussion on whether that would take place. And Chad Simmons and I uh, had discussion, I believe, on Thursday night. And we were kind of – we heard we heard that potentially could be happening. So, we did some checking. And luckily, you know, that, um, you know, Roos was on top of it Saturday morning. And Jake Rowe, uh, you know, he is about, about a Waffle House and a, and a Piggly Wiggly jog away. And uh, he got there uh, right in time and did a hell of a job covering that event. But – you know, it was something we had to we had to make sure was going to happen, but it just so happened in Jake Rose's hometown of good old Jefferson, Georgia. Yeah, it's Me- amazing how that works out. Meanwhile, I woke up, you know, just I but without an alarm to uh, thirteen missed text messages, and was like, oh, that we're, we, I got to get to work. <laughs> luckily, uh, luckily, luckily, there was no Palmer Tom's get get your butt there. No, it was it was uh, it was something else, man. It really was. It was crazy. Um, you know, you just don't. I, you know, Rusty, I, I maybe you got a, a comp for something like this, man. I mean, this is year eight or nine for me in this, and there's not really anything that's ever happened like this on a visit weekend like this that they've gone out and basically sought out a guy. I mean, they went, they they took the thing to Sammy Brown is what what it really I I felt like boiled down to. There um, in a lot of cases. There's some connection with Dylan Rayola's personal quarterback coach. He works with the Jefferson, one of the Jefferson staff's son. So there's some connection there. That's how Dylan was able to set up everything and use that school. Now it just so happened to be Sammy Brown. That doesn't hurt, but yeah, Dylan Rayola has a connection to Jefferson through his personal quarterback coach, who also does some guys in Georgia. And that's kind of what I heard is how the connection, how everything started so you know georgia can't have anything to do with anything like that you know if dylan rayola goes out and does that then 
you sit in the office and say, hey, y'all have fun and be careful and get back here for this scavenger hunt. And that's the way it went. It was like that's the way it went down. Uh, and, and you're probably you're probably also you know patting yourself on the back a little bit there for saying, hey, we got a self-starter in this kid, you know, somebody that you know is going to be proactive with, you know, not only when he gets on campus as, as a recruit, uh, you know, when he gets on campus as a player, but he's going to be proactive, um, you know, before he, you know, is, is under their watch. Yeah. I'm not going to give, uh, uh, I'm not going to take too much away from Jay crew. We're hoping that at some point he'll pop on here tonight. But yeah. He'll be on. He's uh he, he commented, he commented on the fact that what was one of the things that really impressed him was that Raiola was the guy just kind of leading the thing, dude. I mean, it was like he he was doling out marching orders and everybody was looking to him for what to do. He, I think the leadership really caught Jake's eye while he was out there. And, you know, that's I mean, we're talking about a casual throwing session. This is not, you know, organized practice. This is, no. this is some dudes getting together. But Dylan Raiola was running the show, man. Old school sandlot. Hey, y'all show up over here. We're going to throw, bring your, bring your, I'm going to bring the ball and we'll get together. Whoa. Was that him? Copper Copper Hill, Tennessee, baby. (laughs) Oh, man. I thought thought that was Rose Saturday morning. Uh, I didn't realize Roos was was also on his front porch in this camera angle. Oh, it, no, you, we, you'd hear a lot more if I was on the front porch. I promise you that. <laughs> Have y'all seen anything like that, though? Um, anything that, similar to what Rayla did? Not visit weekend that I can recall. That was what I was only, The only thing I could possibly compare it to was uh, one of those dog nights where, like, Trevor Lawrence was there throwing. Rashad Gary was in Athens working out. and talking about now, that's a major camp. You know, but but as far as seeing, I'd actually text Sammy Brown's dad. I said, you know, damn, that looked like the Chargers minicamp over there today. Uh, and he just said, uh, just blown away, you know. And he's obviously a coach at Jefferson, so he w- he was there with his son and his younger son, Max, who just received his first Division One offer before he gets into high school as a linebacker in South Florida. So, um, you know, it's just one of those, one of those deals. Um, I don't know if you guys remember – uh, I ran up on Jacob Eason throwing with Kyle Davis and some guys one time over at Lake at Emerson Point. You know, Ooh, nobody, boy. nobody was there. You're uh, now you're 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 drawing some names out of the, the yeah pocket so, there with Kyle well, Davis, man. At the time, that was two five stars, and they they, didn't, know. they really didn't know each other, you know. So they had met through a coach, and they met up in Cartersville, Georgia, Emerson, Georgia. And I, Eason's like, hey, if you want to stop by this morning, I'm gonna throw. I'm like. Hell yeah, I'm going. So, <laughs> but, but you multiply that times ten yeah. with the amount of, amount of players. That's kind of what I ran into with something like that before. And then uh, before we move on to the scavenger hunt at large, let's check in with uh, Dylan Rayola and what he had to say about recruiting for head coach Kirby Smart. It's been awesome, you know, being able to recruit for a guy like Coach Smart and the rest of their staff. Um, that's incredible. And, you know, just for me to get out here and throw with these guys, um, just to see what it's like to be out here in, in Georgia, you know, around some committed guys and, um, you know, have some key pieces that we want to add. So, you know, yeah. just making that a priority, you know, we, we wanted to do it. Yeah, it's been awesome. Key you know, pieces being able that they to... wanted to add. Um, when, you, uh, when you look at how this weekend went on campus, it, it wasn't just this workout. That's what's getting all the lightning rod attention. Dylan said he wants to find out what it's like in Georgia. It's hot. It was a hot weekend uh, to be on campus in Athens, but with all of the selfies that Palmer put together in a social media piece, 
all these guys that are on campus, not just to do this workout, but to get a taste of what it's like to be in Classic City and to be a part of a pretty special recruiting class. What were some of your uh, takeaways from that event and everything that went on with Coach Smart and all the uh, Georgia assistants? I mean, I, I was going to say star-studded cast. Palmer, you put the piece together. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely agree with you there. And it's obviously, um, you know, we, we had talked about it beforehand, but it's a little bit of something that you'd be surprised that that you're able to draw this kind of attention to. Um, you know, high schoolers typically aren't, uh, you know, all too eager to d- do something like this. And um, clearly it's something that works because you saw Dan Lanning take it out west and, do it at Oregon this same weekend. Um, yep. But yeah, star-studded group. I mean, in, in that picture, you know, the the one that we're looking at there with that's crazy. Uh, that that's crazy that Nikar and uh, Dylan Riola and uh, JJ Smith all ended up on one team. Like you, like some of the other ones <laughs> felt like they were position-based teams, and somehow Riola and Smith got to be together on a team. That's hey, weird. Hey, I mean, he was the only quarterback in town. You had to throw him with his wide receivers. Um, yeah. Sakovi White gets left out though. Um, who, who was the team captain there? Was it Dylan Rayola or was it Andrew Smart? I had to be Andrew Smart. You had to be. He's like, dude, look how hard he looks in that photo, dude. He's, I mean, <laughs> he's not playing. What, what, word, what's on even was, word on the street was he was in Bobo's butt all day. Come on, <laughs> come on, let's what, go, let's go, let's go. What's even better is the mic. I wonder where he here. gets it from. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I like I like the theory that uh, he's he's Georgia's leading recruiter for this class, and I, I'm kind of starting to buy into it with the way that uh, you know look at look at how those guys have embraced him. You know, yeah, he, how about this though? He little, runs, in the summertime, he goes and runs with them, which you know those guys have to respect. A ten year old kid is out there running sprints at five and six o'clock in the morning with them. Yeah, it's probably insulting if they can't keep up. Uh, <laughs> it looks like they didn't have to hunt for coach smart too hard though they're on a football field i i would imagine i would imagine coach smart made himself quite available for wherever jeremiah smith was i don't think they had to search real hard i got a feeling the scavenger hunt may have been a little bit rigged in jeremiah smith's favor if i'm being honest with you what's up jake Rowe? we had some people talking smack in here about your uh about your 40 times the word was you were running down the hill at Jefferson probably at about a four, six, five Saturday morning. Hey man, I never I, I wore flip flops. I didn't even uh break stride, dude. I didn't uh I didn't run. I had uh, I had the best eight year old assistant anybody could have asked for. Awesome. Um I told her I said, Hey, grab some scrambled eggs, we gotta hit the road. And uh <laughs> she did. She did, dude. She grabbed and threw some jellies on. Uh, threw some little shoes on. She hit the road, man. She, uh, I, I forgot my tripod in the car. I was like, "Hey, can you get my tripod?" She goes, "You, you tri- forgot your tripod? tripod? No way." Yeah, but it was in the car. Uh, and uh, she said, "What's a tripod?" And I said, "It's that metal thing that you put on, put a camera on." Please hurry. <laughs> I don't have time to explain this to you. <laughs> hey, and that's the last thing I had to explain, dude. She was awesome, but it was a good time going out there, man. Uh, I, you know, I was really impressed. And I, you know, I, I told my wife this. She goes, "What? What are you doing? Like, what's going on?" And I, you know, sometimes you just sound real stupid, you know, explaining some of this stuff to the people you know and people you love. And I told her, I said, "You know, this is why these kids are where they are. 
Yeah. Like they, they're, you know, they could have been having, you know, a, a big brunch. I mean, you know, I know what Jake Rowe would have been doing. I'd have been eating biscuits and gravy. I'm, I'm going to tell you that is the third time you have mentioned you could have been having a big breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you really kept hammering that home with those does kids. Anybody, does anybody think that that could have been anything else? Man, why aren't you having a big breakfast right now? Yeah. Does anybody think about a free big breakfast, by the way? Let's get Lumber <laughs> Thomas involved in this thing, too. <laughs> and and uh, if you're, you know, having spent a Friday night in Athens, maybe shaking off a hangover, too. Yeah. Yeah. None of these guys, though. Allegedly. Nobody <laughs> there had gone yeah. out. Jesus. Nobody Christ. drinks in Athens until they're 21. Absolutely. Um, but no, I mean, it's, uh, you know, that, but they could have been, I mean, anything, right? I mean, they could have been, you know, getting all the attention in the world or, or getting wined and dined or, or, you know, getting a cookie cake or waking up in or, the tri Delt house, man. I still I can't mean, get away from it. <laughs> Try my best to get away from the food and I can't. But ultimately, they weren't yeah, doing cookie it, cake. There wasn't a dry thread on Dylan Rayola. Uh, when I when I got a chance to talk to him on Saturday, he was soaked, and uh, that's how hard they had worked, man. And they they were out there for about an hour and a half, probably hour and fifteen minutes. Super muggy morning, and you know I've seen a lot of quarterbacks throw, a lot of big time quarterbacks too throw in these like uh, laid back settings where it's not super competitive and and the juices aren't flowing like that, and they're not as they're not as good normally, you know, like they're not as locked in he was locked in he was accurate and i think the thing that impressed me most and and you know folks see this you know saw this if you saw what i wrote over there at, uh at dogs hq is um i mean he ran that thing like a coach he was barking orders he was like you know no 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 that wrong route you know that kind of thing and it, he was doing it in such a way that it was encouraging that was positive um you know and everybody's just kind of out there watching him work and he was the uh, he was the look to leader of the entire group. I came away really impressed with Nye Carr. Um, I mean, you want to talk about kind of a smaller cat that plays bigger, um, long arms, long limbs. Uh, you know, he's a good looking athlete. Sakovi White's a good looking athlete. Um, was impressed with Ryan Williams. I'd seen him at Under Armour and felt like at Under Armour he was probably a little bit more. Uh, explosive than maybe he was on Saturday. Um, maybe dialing it back a little bit. Who knows? May have a ingrown toenail for all I know. Um, you know, just a, it, it was a cool thing to experience, cool thing to watch because uh, they were out there getting after it. I'm yeah, going to play devil's advocate here. How do we know this was more than just a social media opportunity, Jake Rowe? You were out there. Uh, in what way? Just, just uh, stage, posed just to make some ripples, make some waves uh, for the gram. Was this, how do we know this was a legit hardcore Dylan Rayola's in town? He's the big dog. You listen to me now. I'm the captain um, of the ship. The, uh, the fact that, that, you know, his, like I said, he didn't have a dry thread on him. It wasn't anything, you know, super easy for him. He did. He was out there working hard. Um, you know, they all were, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm sure that they, you know, enjoyed some attention and getting some videos out there and had some fun. Um, but I think ultimately for him, it was a chance to be like, Hey, let's come out here and see what, see what we've got. You know, let's come out here and compete and see what each other's all about. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I think it was multifaceted, you know, in that way. Um, you know, because sometimes, you know, like we, we talked to, um, we talked to, uh, Joseph Jonah, um, uh, a John, a yeah, talk to him, and he had a really interesting thing. Um, if you haven't read it, um, come on over, please read it. 
uh, about Trey Scott and his time sitting down with Trey Scott and how that impacted him as a player just in a few minutes. Um, sometimes whenever you're trying to recruit these guys or you're trying to, you know, be the voice inside their head a little bit, um, go show off for them a little bit. Go say, hey, man, listen, you, I haven't thrown to you before. Let me come throw to you and you can see what I look like. Um, and I think that's something that would probably kind of help be, help him in his recruiting pitch. And, uh, you know, I think that was a big part of it. I can tell you this, a bunch of teenage young men, if they're going to stage something, they're not going to do it at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a prime time, 5 o'clock, after lunch. I mean, to get a bunch of guys like that with thousands of offers, they kind of learning – to know each other a little bit and they might talk on threads and all that, but to actually be in person and throw routes and be in front of each other uh, to go what, 20 miles up the road to a high school at eight o'clock in the morning after you've been, you know, busy and you're traveling all day, you're tired and you're like, you know what, let's get up at eight and let's go throw routes. That says a lot. I asked that because I saw someone in the comments of one of our, tweets or one of our posts saying it's amazing that there just happened to be cameras everywhere and i think this was once again a tennessee fan i'm not joking i i think uh, tennessee fans really uh got upset by seeing this performance from all these georgia targets georgia commits and uh that tennessee georgia rivalry is brewing stronger and stronger on social media every day um but that's just not how this works and i don't think they were really hoping we'd be out there um i didn't sure. get i i got the hey I mean, a video crew yeah yeah i mean i i got the kind of the hey you're here cool we're not gonna run you off um type vibe but i never got the hey come on down get, where's that camera at <laughs> get it out real quick hurry you want to uh, run some reps <laughs> uh, and, and asking for interviews after it was real awkward listen i hadn't done that in a long time all right, I hadn't I hadn't walked up and cold interviewed anybody in a long time, and and I'll tell you this right now, you know, I you feel you start to feel intimidated by 170 pound, you know, 17 year olds like man, hey man, listen, I'm come on, I'm man, I mean, I I mean, I came out, I, I got I, a cookie cake in my yeah. car, man. Yeah. <laughs> Please can, can I have can I have 30 seconds of an interview, and then I interview you for like four minutes. Jake, I wanted to ask you because uh, one of the things that I, I think that you and I talked about um, that stood out to me was what you said about Dylan Raiola's build. And I don't yeah. know that it's something that comes across necessarily in photos. Yeah. I thought, you know, I'd seen photos of the kid and I was like, Hey, he's, you know, that you'd seen the big Ben uh, comparisons and you're like, yeah, he kind of is big Ben, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of chunky. He's kid's going to weigh two sixty in the off season type kid. Uh, now nah, he's put together like a linebacker. I mean, he's, he's put together very similarly put together to Sammy Brown. Now I don't think he's six, four. Um, I think that's probably a little much. Um, but he's probably six, two and a half and, you know, right around two twenty and maybe two fifteen. and he's in very, very good shape. Um, you know, good, just a good looking athlete, just in general moves really well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
I was trying to pull up your photo story. Uh, Jake Rowe has an entire photo gallery of not just Dylan Rayola, but uh, everyone that was uh, in front of that lens over at Jefferson. Palmer Collins actually wrote that story. I, t- I took the photos because I didn't. I didn't. Jake, Jake, Jake Rowe did the legwork, and everybody else. Just, we had we had so much going on, and so much back and forth, and so much. Uh, it was check, just air raid, air raid sirens. Going I think off I finally told Palmer, I said, "Hey, man, I have got to finish this one thing. <laughs> like, I've got to finish one thing, or I'm going to feel like a failure." I think I told you I was I pivoted from like three different interviews. I was like, no, I'm pivoting to this, pivoting to this now, pivoting to this. Yeah. Hey, my my work here didn't take much. Charles Power wrote all those scouting. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 just, I just put the Q logo on him. Uh, legendary day in uh, Jefferson, Georgia, man. I, this is one of those things, one of those moments in Georgia recruiting that it just feels like. You know, you look at this class, you look back on it, people are going to be talking about this specific morning for a long time. And I don't and listen, know. What... There, were, there were three other outlets out there, and I want to say all three of them did a great job. I mean, all three of them did a fantastic job, um, you know, and they, they did their thing. And uh, kudos to them, too, because, you know, Saturday morning, there are a lot of them younger than I am, um, you know, and, you know, I've been up since about. 5.30 goofing off, trying to have some alone time, watch some TV, not have anybody yelling at me, uh, the kids, <laughs> make me some cereal, stuff like that. So uh, I was enjoying it. Uh, but then, you know, the, the thing came and we're just trying to figure out, hey, are we going to go or are we not? And then it's like, go, go now. How I, Rusty said how freaked out he was. How, how freaked out were you to get a call from me at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning? <laughs> I didn't, you knew, I didn't you knew know. something was going on. You I was to. I was worried that I was worried that uh, that old Otis had got locked up in the drunk tank. <laughs> That's what I told him. I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a collect calls. What I said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to know uh, you guys would pick up though. Bleeding out on a Copper Hill stoop. No question. No we, question. We picked up. I was like, this is. I got to take this one. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, legendary phone calls, Breaking Tea is, uh, I don't know, I don't know why you'd call anyone about Breaking Tea, but we're going to tell you about it on the Georgia show like we do every time we gather. There is a link to the Breaking Tea Georgia uh, apparel and merch every time you listen to the Georgia show on podcast or watch it right here on YouTube. Uh, there's a just a wide variety of, of the Philadelphia Dogs gear, of course, and celebrating these back-to-back national champs. I don't know, guys. Could be uh, could be some with a three on them. I'm not talking about Dale Earnhardt a year from now. We shall see. Maybe they should do a Dale Earnhardt. That would be an awesome crossover. Head on over to Breaking Tea and check out the next Georgia T-shirt in your collection. All right, I gave you all some homework. A big Kamari Lassiter fan. What? I know you're such a big Kamari Lasseter fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, Todd Gurley. Um, Let's talk about uh, the homework I gave you guys before we came on tonight. One quote from one prospect on campus this week. I said, pick one from one of these guys that really stuck with you, really raised your eyebrows. We'll go around the horn, uh, go rapid fire. A lot of this stuff is – behind our premium paywall over at dogshq.com. So we're just going to give you a little bit of a taste, but I'll start with you, Jake Rowe. You know, I wanted to go with, uh, I would love to say uh, what um, 
Joseph Jonah Ajanye. Uh, I think I got it right that time. You're gonna get it at some point about Trey Scott. Like that was that was eye open. I told Roos that, and Roos goes, "Geez." Um, so, but I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna tease that. I am gonna say something that he said though, which was, you know, listen, Georgia offers. He calls him his dream school. He he goes in. Um, yeah, he told me he went in at 255 and he came out 275. That's how much he ate. Maybe he and I just bond uh, real tight over that. I don't know. Uh, but he said that Georgia is not not high on his list, super high on his list. And he went ahead and he secured an official visit. Um, that's that's huge for Georgia. And I think ultimately it's going to be interesting to see how this thing plays out long term. Um, but you got the feeling from talking to him that Georgia had put itself in a really, really good spot. And I think if they press for him until he's ready to commit on August the 1st, I think they're going to have an excellent chance of getting him. And I, and I think if you, if you haven't watched this film, turn it on because um, this is a, uh, this cat, he's got a, he's got one of those, uh, one of those gas tanks, like those F one fifties had in like the mid nineties, one of those like six, you know, 65 gallon tanks type deals. Um, you know, flip from one to the other, the boy can go. And and he he plays hard. And I, I'm really interested to see how hard Georgia recruits him, um, you know, going forward. He's got a neck like a 65-gallon tank, too. He does. He's got, a, he's got a neck like a Ford F-150, which means <laughs> he's, no yeah. neck. And, and, you know, and I tell people, too, the, the cool thing about him uh, is he's got that Nigerian heritage. He's not like a guy who's a, a Texas guy, necessarily. You know, yeah. like he didn't grow up there. You get a guy on like that, 36 hours on campus, and he's locking in an OV, that's good stuff, man. That could be just what the doctor ordered with Georgia need a big D-line haul. All right. Uh, I'll just assign you all out so we don't have that wonderful dead air. Roos, what's your quote? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, K.J. Bolden, man. Um, I was r- really struck with some of the stuff that he said. Uh, this one right here, yeah, uh, that was actually going to be my quote. I visited Georgia a lot throughout my high school career. Today gave me a feeling this could be my home for the next three to four years. I feel like K.J. Bolden, listen, there's there's no school, not even close, that he's visited as much as Georgia. But it felt like, to me, he was speaking a lot more emphatically coming off of this visit than he had previous visits. He was a little bit more caged before, and I feel like in this instance, he – I don't mean to say that there was necessarily like some sort of revelation or anything like that, but it felt like Georgia may may have made a a big step forward here for him, and they're going to get him back on campus in like two weeks. I mean, it's June 9th is his uh, official visit. He'll be back, and he told me – I asked him, what's that visit about? You've taken all these visits to Georgia. What's left? And he said, we're getting real heavy into specifics, enrollment plans. We're talking about academics, my major, all this stuff. Georgia has that plan ready and in front of him. Listen, I'm not saying that he's going to break the Buford curse, but he might be the guy to break the Buford curse. He could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's speaking, like I said, he's speaking a lot more emphatically than I've ever heard KJ speak. And and he's he's a guy who speaks from his heart and he speaks very openly. And I always appreciate that about him. Um, but you got to feel better about where Georgia stood uh, post-visit. And I felt pretty good about where Georgia stood even prior to that visit. Well, and, right. and the, RP, the RPM backs it up too. I mean, Georgia made a massive move today um, after that visit. They went from, it was about... 29 something percent to over 60, um, you know, big advantage over Clemson and um, the rest of the field. So the, the, the numbers back it up. All right, Palmer, I'll go ahead and uh, let you take it from there. 
Yeah, I'm going to write about or I'm going to talk about something that I wrote about um, from the Dylan Rayola interview, uh, which is on our YouTube. So go check it out. This one isn't behind a paywall. Um, so the story isn't either. So check that out, too. Um, made it an emphasis after I committed to build the best class ever. Dylan Rayola. He didn't just talk the talk this weekend. He walked the walk. Um, and, and, you know, we, we just talked about the entire workout. Um, you know, we don't need to go any more into that. But I, I think it's really impressive that this is a kid. Um, you know, we, we've talked about it before, after his commitment. Um, you know, the, the Dylan Rayola effect, the, the fact that um, we saw it last year with Arch Manning in Texas and that guys want to be around him. Look at the you know kind of talent that came to campus this weekend. Um, a, a lot of those guys and, and the commits too made the decision, um, you know, when they didn't have to be there. Um, you know, some of them decided during the week after Dylan commits on Monday, they say, I kind of want to be around this kid on, on the weekend. I kind of want to see uh, Georgia and, and experience it with Dylan Rayola. Um, so he's, he's not just talking the talk, he's walking the walk, but um, I liked the way that he talked the talk there. All right, I'm going to make you all wait on Rusty because I know that he's the guy that you still want to hear from the most. And I'm going to dust off something that happened before this massive weekend even kicked off, uh, no pun intended here. And it was the commitment of Rusty's favorite position on the football field, the punter. That's right. Drew Miller commits to the dogs. And what does he say about Georgia? But he's excited to see how Georgia can get punters into the NFL. I don't know if anyone's ever said that about a school, a punter, anything in the history of college football. Georgia is punter you. So Drew P-U. Miller has my PU baby. <laughs> Drew Miller's my uh, quote of the weekend. All right, sorry, Rusty, stole your thunder there. I, I love it. I mean, I, the fact that Georgia landed the number one player in the country earlier in the week, and then they finished it off with a punter. I mean, it roosted at one point. Text me like, "What the hell, man? What what are we doing here? Like, this is you. this is living right right now, man." Yeah, they, 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 you. I mean, Rusty Mansell. I, do, do we? I mean, this isn't coincidence, folks. This guy comes to Dogs HQ, Georgia Land's number one player in America, number one punter in America. It's the Dogs HQ. I'll give 30 seconds on why the punter has grown to this with me. And Jake Rowe was working with me at the time. And I came on the board at the previous location and I said, Hey, guys, Georgia's going to get one tomorrow and it's an all American. And that's all I said. And it, at the time, it wasn't all American. Mark, I remember this very, Mark, very well, Mark. and I wasn't at the same spot, and and I was going <laughs> trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah. So Marshall Long committed the next day as an all American punter, and I'm telling you right now, the board was ready. They were ready to drag me through the streets of <laughs> behind an El Camino, and uh, you know, I did see, and I was like, you know what, I'm I'm always going to have fun with a punter, and. When I got word on this one, I thought, boy, this, this this is this is too good to be true right here. And I talked to him on Thursday night, and I was like, Drew, one of the best interviews I've ever had, man. It lasted a minute and a half. Not a, and, and I mean, also, I mean, look dude, at him, dude. What position do you think this guy plays? If you don't yeah, know, he does you don't play, know he that he's he a punter. Play, he plays quarterback. He plays. Yeah. I mean, this guy's an athlete now. Don't don't let me, you know, downgrade his commitment. And I will tell you this: I am not a punter expert as much as you guys want me to be. But I will tell you, I had two different people tell me this might be the best punter they've seen in the last eight, nine, ten years. Like this guy for Georgia, 
to put a scholarship player in the 2024 class at punter tells you this dude's talented. Eight, nine, ten years includes Jake Camarda, who was a hell of a punter. Yes. Yeah. And, I, and this guy's an athlete too, man. I mean, he plays he plays different positions, plays all over the field. So you know, I don't want to downgrade his commitment. I know his dad's on Dogs HQ board. We're glad he's there, but uh, I had I had fun. And I tell you what, I, I probably had the biggest smile of anybody in America Friday afternoon when I brought, when I put that one out. Are um are so, punter evaluations done differently than? Is there a different formula or a different yeah, way? There's, that- there's some guys. There's some guys that handle punters and kickers and there's two guys that basically run the show in the country and they do their rankings and they discuss those guys go through their kicking camps and punting camps for years so that's kind of how that there's two guys that control it uh, and it sh- and yeah. it should be noted that in the Coles rankings which is typically what I, I look at for a yep. guy like this uh he's a five-star kicker and a five-star punter he's both I mean yeah. they, he's number 24 I think in kicker ranking mm-hmm. in the nation and number one punter yeah, man. The polls rankings, and they 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 do a fantastic job, man. But this I'll episode go, rocks. Yeah, man. So I'll go to the the question that got to the quote. Um, I'll be simple with this. Uh, Cam McHale, Cam McHale told uh, Chad Simmons, and I quote: "I've said it before. Georgia is the new Alabama." And when you say that, um, you know that's strong. And you know he is a high profile recruit, kid out of Statesboro, Georgia. I went down and saw him earlier this winter. And uh, he is put together. He's a sub-11, 100-meter uh, guy, plays basketball, really good athlete. So uh, just to hear that quote, Georgia is the new Alabama. I mean, that's that's the question in college football. You know, we can debate it and do this and do that. But when you have a high-profile recruit say that, it kind of tells you maybe that's what some other recruits are thinking. So, um, you know, it's simple, simple saying, but maybe a lot to that. Yeah, amen. That's uh, pretty simple and speaks volumes, I think, for for a lot of people, not just uh, for Georgia trying to entertain Michael himself. All right, we are pretty locked in on who the next Alabama could be. Last week, we teased something. We were talking about TCU, and uh, Rusty gave me some homework and gave all of us some homework. I hope you guys uh, took some notes here. We're going to get to the bottom of who the next TCU could be as Georgia has another national championship uh, matchup, hopefully looming as far as the dogs are concerned. I think that we can probably agree Ohio State would have been a better national championship matchup. But when you look at the landscape of college football, and Rusty, you said, was it Lindy's that had TCU in the the mid-40s? if we're thinking about a team that could be in that range this season, that could be knocking on the door of college football greatness, who do y'all have? I've got a couple on my list, and they're both in the SEC. And I'll start us off. I think Kentucky and or Mizzou, uh, when you look at what those guys do, and it's it's because they play in the SEC. I know TCU is the Big 12, so that was a little bit different. They had a, a non-traditional path. Uh compared to a lot of other programs around the country. But Mizzou has shown that they can be pretty pesky. Now, luckily for Georgia, they don't have to go to that death trap in Columbia. Uh, And the same can be said for Kentucky. You get them between the hedges as well. I just think that these teams are, are tired of looking up at Georgia all the time 
and I think they're a little bit better suited to do it uh, than Florida. Tennessee doesn't count because everyone expects Tennessee to be good. Kentucky and Mizzou, maybe one of those two teams sitting back a little bit could play above their means this season. So that's my pick. Uh, kind of hedge my bet, but that's my pick for the next TCU in 2023. I'll go, but I don't know that I'll say this team is going to make it as far as TCU did, but they've had a hell of a couple of weeks, and I mean a sneaky couple of weeks, and they play on the tough side of the division now, but Arkansas has really done really, really good in this portal the last couple of weeks, and they have gotten some guys and won some battles, and uh, getting their quarterback back was a massive deal for this team. And you're talking about a team that won nine games two years ago, had some injuries last year, took some teams, uh, so I think three years in a row, Jake uh, Roos or Rowe, make him correct me here, Palmer, I think three years in a row or two years in a row, Arkansas has had the toughest schedule in the country of anybody, period. And now they're getting rid of Texas on there. Um, they don't have to play Georgia at uh, a conference. So I, I think out of at a league, I, I think that Arkansas – is going to be a really, really sneaky team because they've got a unique quarterback that gives people issues. And if he can stay healthy, and they've added some key pieces there, uh, I kind of remember watch Pittman out there. They're pretty sneaky. Tough. That's part the for big. Them. That's the big key for them. And they got to go to LSU and and Alabama and Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's yeah. like you said, it's the tough side of the division, and and those that's certainly a tough schedule. And keeping KJ healthy is just massive massive for them so yeah that's that i mean that's that's the difficulty there uh why not go with colorado let's why do not? colorado real fast <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it's gonna happen i just want it to happen no and know? listen would that not be the well, i mean people have said this listen if if dion were to do something like that i mean if you if he were even to sniff my god if the guy gets over 500 it's a huge success but, you know, people are saying, you know, there's odds on them winning the national championship. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you – good Lord. Yeah. Hey, they play Vegas Nebraska. coming down. They play Nebraska <laughs> week two. That'll be the most watched Colorado game since the 1990 national championship. <laughs> Matt, Matt Rule and, and, and with several Georgia guys will be in that game. Uh, I think corn yeah. the corn dogs, corn dogs, baby. <laughs> a lot of eyes on Nebraska going to Boulder week two. Already, already started circling some games that kind of out of conference. I'll be interested in, and that will be heck. It wouldn't. Even, I'm not going to say game day is going to be there. I, but I was about to say it. They might. They might. That might be their chance for Dion to have yeah. you know, to have a game day. Uh, Nebraska, and I didn't realize – I talked to Sean Callahan, our Nebraska guy, the other night, and, uh, by the way, does a great job. For, the dude. Nebraska. I mean, he's awesome. He is freaking awesome. But I talked to him, and he said, Rusty, I know you don't know a lot about this rivalry, but, man, neither one of these teams like each other. The fans don't like each other. He goes, it's going to be a packed house out there. So, I thought that was an interesting – Colorado and Nebraska? What do they have? I mean, that's back in, the, back in the day now, the big eight. I mean, both both states are shaped like squares, I'm pretty sure, or something close enough to it. They all kind of look the same. Uh, I, believe, I believe Rick Riley went to Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. And I yeah. remember reading in the back page of Sports Illustrated one time about uh, he had this, this, like, paragraph about how awful Nebraska was. And 
how they basically just woke up in the morning and did steroids. And then for a morning snack, they did more steroids. And then they, you know, all shot each other up with steroids for the rest of the day instead of going no. to class. It was pretty, pretty good. An allegation but, uh, there. I, uh, they do not like each other. Mm. I all. did some research. College game day won't be going there. They'll be going to Tuscaloosa to see Texas oh. and Alabama. Oh, see, right. you heard it, you that, heard that it here be, first. Well, that but was I'll tell you this. If Dion gets them over them, you will hear some rumblings. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Alabama's, you know, Alabama's got other games left. This would be their only chance, in my opinion, to get a game day at Dion. But uh, that'd be crazy to pass up Alabama, Texas. No, yeah, was, I'm not writing was, them off next season. This season seems a little too soon. No, like I said, that, uh, was, that was my scrappy pick was Alabama. Uh, those those scrappy guys that didn't make the yeah. CFP playoff right last year. Uh, maybe they can battle their way back in and uh, be, a, you know, Alabama this year's TCU. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, team most likely to get beat by fifty six by against Georgia. No, um, I, I don't think it's Alabama. Listen, I'm. Uh, there's a lot of hype around this team, and so it's not like it's like a weird pick or anything necessarily, but. I just really don't know what to make of Florida State. I think Florida State can be really good. It's really about if Florida State will be really good. Um, how You're going to find out, I think, a lot about Mike Norvell, and I think a lot of people in Tallahassee are going to find out a lot about Mike Norvell or how they feel about Mike Norvell this season. Um, they're definitely one to watch. And then the other one that always lingers out there, in my opinion, is Utah. I mean, Kyle Whittingham mm. is one of the great coaches in this game. He always recruits well. He always stacks talent. Utah can never be written off when uh, Kyle Whittingham is at the helm there. So I'll say Utah's got the uh, best chance to be the surprise that TCU was last year. Yeah, it's just that Pac-12 curse, it feels like, man. When's the last time the Pac-12 <laughs> got a team into the national championship? Off the top of my head. Oregon, Ohio State. I mean, that was a, an eternity and then, ago. And then it was Oregon before that against Auburn in yep. 2010. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I've i been looking at the comments. There's two that I've seen and two that – they were two of the four that I identified. Washington, as we continue along with that Pac-12 theme, um, they're, they're not quite as, as, you know, down in the dumps as TCU was. Um, but returning uh, Penix at quarterback, he's certainly capable – uh, and talking about quarterbacks, um, North Carolina, Drake May, I see that one in the comments as well. Um, the other two teams that I had, and and I'll go uh, with this one because I think it fits um, the TCU narrative a little bit. Well, first, Ole Miss was one that I had thought, and that's another team that Georgia's got to play. Um, Wes, you mentioned Kentucky and Missouri. Um, wrote about Kentucky last week, writing about Ole Miss and Missouri this week. Um, so come check those pieces out. But Wisconsin is the one that I'll go with. First-year head coach Ooh. there. Um, you know, you, you look at their schedule. They, they bring in a couple transfer quarterbacks. Um, but you look at their schedule. They get Ohio State at home, uh, which I think is big, and, and that's a tough place to play. Uh, and, and then you avoid Michigan. You avoid Penn State. Um, you know, you, you get Iowa at home. Um, you know, Illinois and, and Indiana and Minnesota on the road. It's just not – all that tough of a schedule because, you know, as, as we talked about with Arkansas, that's the tough side of the, the conference. That's the tough division there. Uh, Wisconsin's in the easy division of the Big Ten, and and they they go to Washington State, so I guess that would be their big out-of-conference game, um, but nothing all too intimidating about Buffalo and Georgia Southern. Um, and then – Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Come on. <laughs> Statesboro could be tuning in. <laughs> and Florida may disagree. Um, but, no, I, I think you look at that Big Ten schedule, and it's pretty manageable. Um, First-year head coach and Luke Fickle, um, somebody that I think has a track record of getting a team to a playoff. I'll go with with with. I will go with Wisconsin as mine. All right, let's like get to some. That. Wait, I have. I, 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 I like got. That. I got. I got one more, and I think that it's a team that lives and dies by one guy, and uh, it's South Carolina. I was about to. That, so, if Spencer Rattler is the Spencer Rattler we saw at the end of the year, they could possibly even take a loss to a, a team like Georgia. Because uh, I don't see them overcoming Georgia, but if you overcome Clemson and they and they got North Carolina on that schedule next year, that would be a very interesting team if he's able to produce yeah, some strength of schedule for sure. Yeah, and if you're going to do something like that, it's quarterback play. If you're going to do something like that, you're talking about Washington. It's got to take yeah. a Pennix. It's going to take yeah. a Spencer Rattle. It's going to take something like that to a KJ. You know, at, at Arkansas, a Max Duggan last year. Yes. So to to neutralize some things, it takes a dynamic quarterback, and that's those are great picks by both of y'all. Shador White. Sanders. <laughs> One of these teams will be playing against Georgia in the national championship. Shador, Shador and Dion going to ride Ralphie out in the midfield. <laughs> Man, Ralphie is such an underrated mascot. Would Ralphie make the trip to Houston? We think. I mean, is is Uga you think Dion? You think Dion's going to leave anything behind in the circus, buddy? Not He's bringing the tilt the world. No. He's bringing Farrow Field, thing. mate. They may put Farrow Field on the back of like a few semis and bring it out. <laughs> I mean, Uga didn't make the trip to L.A. Is is Ralphie going to make the trip to Houston? Oh, uh, they got look. Uga is is mascot royalty. Ralphie, Ralphie's a dime a dozen. I think they bring uh, back up. Not letting him back up Ralphie's. And Matthew, uh, C, Ralph, Matthew C over right. here is saying, uh, y'all laugh. Shadir Sanders is a great quarterback. I completely agree with you, Matthew. I think he is yeah. a fantastic. Yeah, but he he ain't elevating that uh that difference. There's a lot of there's a lot of that he that's he can't lift like take that. it so high. I'm making I'm fun sorry. of my own pick now. But uh hey, if y'all have <laughs> ever had a bison ribeye, you'd you would like you'd like to you'd love to have a Ralphie in your backyard right now. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> um well, all right. right. We can ride off PETA for any sponsorship. <laughs> I don't think that was in the cards ever, Rusty. Uh, all right, dog stocks. Stock up on the mailman. I mean, as always, the NFLPA, I don't know what what is that? what happened here, how they got this going, but the NFLPA got a lot of the rookies It looks like – I assume these are all rookies. Yeah, they do. So they yeah. do a jersey reveal. If you get yeah. drafted, if you get drafted, you do a rookie symposium. You do a jersey reveal, and you all have to come out there for all your pictures, for your cards, and all that kind of stuff. It's so forty-five this photo of is the NFLPA took this, mm-hmm. and it's all the rookies. They're in their full uniform. Sorry for our podcast listeners. Uh, is sitting at a table eating food. With their helmets on, but Stetson appears to be the only guy who's not feeling it. He's not so, hungry. Just stock up on Stetson being Stetson. Stetson, man. Stetson thought he had some media stuff to worry about when he was at Georgia. He's oh, too too oh, used to eat, he's boy. too used to eating off the floor, boys. <laughs> hey, amen. Here you go, Jake Roos. Uh, but stock up on Stetson Bennett. It's just uh, everything he does just kind of adds to the allure of Stetson Bennett, and I thought that was pretty funny today. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Awesome. Who's next? Stock report. I'll jump in before Rusty steals it. You better not say it. You better, if you take it <laughs> off, you're out. All right. Take it away. Take it away. No, do not let him intimidate you. <laughs> take it away, Rusty. I'll, I'll, I'll pivot. I'll pivot. Go, you, both, you can both tag team the Go stock. Go on three HR about this, Palmer. This is not – you don't have to You don't have to take this, okay? <laughs> HR is my, my department. You, I need a complaint in the morning. <laughs> Take it, Rusty. If they go to Oklahoma, me and Roe are going to ride out there. We're just going to rent a car. Just go. Just go for the whole. <laughs> way. Hey, listen, I do want to get us like a lightning SUV or lightning uh, um, RV sponsorship. Yeah, we uh, we <laughs> we drag one out there. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go lightning RV. Thing. Well, good. I'll go stock up that with the girls' softball team and um, Sydney Chamley. I mean, what the weekend she had and. Kind of, I watched them a good bit because of Lindy Ray and my connection with them. And uh, but I'll tell you what she did this weekend. I I I think she had twelve RBIs, four home runs. I think she was four for four today. Uh, so they hit the ball so good. This is going to be a big series for them at Florida State next weekend. And uh, they got listen, they got a really good draw if they were to get to Oklahoma City. Um, looks like they'd play Oklahoma State, which is probably a team they would be willing to play other. Over others, so it will be interesting. Oklahoma State last time they went, I think so. And then Oklahoma State had a pitcher, which was ironic that the girl got down to Georgia and Oklahoma State, and she transferred to Oklahoma State. So they lost out a kid, and she put them out, I think. But uh, you look at this team, and they can hit, man. One through one through nine can hit, and they had pitching this weekend, so it's going to be fun to watch it next weekend in Tallahassee to see what happens with that team, but. The way they're hitting right now, and I know some people that are close to them, they're really upset with how what how they got seated and how some other teams in the SEC were seated above them. And uh, it looks like Alabama with Fouts out, who probably the most popular player in the girls' softball, Montana Fouts. Looks like she didn't play at all this weekend. Who knows if she'll be back. So you never know what can happen, but this team right here stocked up after this weekend and big series in, in um, Tallahassee coming up. I think they'll announce the dates later tomorrow or something they'll play saturday sunday monday or they'll play friday saturday sunday they rake they hit the ball they hit the ball they hit it yep all right palmer what's yours going to be now well i I, I honestly haven't pivoted but um (laughs) stock up on on rusty for knowing about softball stock up on somebody somebody else knowing about a non-georgia football sport there we go all of that that's not what gets me that's not what gets me. <laughs> All of that time Rusty just spent talking about softball, you couldn't find another topic to talk about. I, I, all I could think was, damn, you, Rusty's Paul right was here. just amazed, just, uh, just mesmerized right. with Rusty's softball He's, knowledge. Yeah, exactly. All right. What, how about, how about I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you one, Palmer. Brandon Walker with Barstool. Oh, God. Stop uh, Again. Down. Poking the bear on uh, 
on ben, George's crowd stop, noise. Stop down on that mouth breather to begin with. I can't imagine how much <laughs> money he makes with Barstool, and he's just he, he's he's or he's worthless. I mean, just stock down on <laughs> on bringing the take up. I don't like, say anything bad about anybody, but I mean, I can't I can't help myself with that cat. Sorry. I mean, why does it even need to get brought up? I I did not listen to the full episode. I don't even know why it came up again. But I think by this point, no one in Athens is trying to claim that this is like Death Valley or anything. But it's still got a pretty dang good environment. He he said Georgia was or that Sanford Stadium was not a top five in the SEC. He listed them behind Auburn, and here's what I'll he say. Did. Auburn a couple years ago, I mean, Georgia just scraped out of there in 2019. It wasn't that long ago. It's a fluctuating list. Well, I, I, mean, agree. I agree with Roosh. That's I, it's, it, it, it depends on when it is. Ten right. years ago, ten years ago, Auburn was a more intimidating environment than Athens. There's no question about that in my mind. I mean, you would go in, and I mean, they they're loud and they're close yes. to the field yes. in Auburn. Yes. Jordan Air has a great. Uh, a great atmosphere. There's no denying that. Georgia now, under Kirby Smart, though, has climbed those ranks in a major way. I think that, listen, you go back to that Notre Dame game, the uh, the the night game with the lights going. The oh, Arkansas, yeah. Arkansas, Arkansas noon game. Yeah. Arkansas noon. Tennessee this past year. I mean, yeah, dude. Listen, it's 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 a fluctuating scale. Historically, would you say that Georgia is a top five environment? I probably wouldn't. I think that his list may. Have, I think his list might have been accurate in that respect. I agree. But I think that in the moment, I think that that's that's incorrect to say. Yeah, what's I the agree. loudest I, game? What's ahead, the loudest Paul. game y'all have been to? Because I, I was having Black. this discussion with somebody Georgia else. Two thousand seven. In anywhere? That's the loudest anywhere. No. The loudest anywhere was when was was LSU and Death Valley when they played Neck. Which one huh. again? Again, with, with, with from eighteen. Uh, yeah, I, I went yeah. To, I was, I'll show you my age. I was at LSU two thousand three when I threw that touchdown pass in the last second of the game against David Pollock and them. And I'm telling you, that place come like it was about to come out off the hinges there because we just had thrown a ninety yard screen to Tyson Browning. Yeah. To tie. yeah. Little Tyson Browning, Skylar Green behind Tim Jennings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Matt Mock was it Matt Mock quarterback? I, I think I believe so. Yeah, wasn't he like a dentist or something? Oh. <laughs> it was all he could do, man. Quentin Moses just blows by the guy, and he stepped past him and just throws it for the. Then Skylar Green just. Yeah, Tim Jennings had tried to look back at the quarterback for a split second and lost him for like that was three that was years. the loudest. Uh, that's the loudest I've ever been in any stadium uh, ever uh, for 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 me. I, and Listen, I, I was at I was at the blackout game, and I was at I was at Auburn in 2017, which was also insane. I will say um, though, Ro, that that game that crowd noise. I'm not saying it was uh, you know Roddy White with the Falcons or anything manufacturing the crowd noise um that was more manufactured to me because yeah, I mean, they were, yeah, they, they were playing the jumbotron and but that's yeah. okay that's okay i mean yeah. I, I, for years i think people you talk to georgia fans and they're like dude we're playing freaking elton john and damn <laughs> i felt that way you know what yeah. i mean like get some brown eyed girl is not getting the crowd going <laughs> <laughs> we're hunting you know we're doing the hide the shell thing and all that you know and 
Yeah. You got to freaking on. knock down an auburn. It's find, find the yeah. We, we all line. live in the yellow submarines, not yeah. doing very well when you're trying to hunker down so, one more I, time. I think, I think okay. the few days at Georgia have gotten have gotten better, and I can assure you, Kirby Smart probably had something to say with that about that because he's Josh Brooks. Back. I mean, before Josh Brooks got Brooks. the AD job, Josh Brooks as well. Yeah, he's breaking a lot of those dials. Sir Foster also bringing the noise. Yeah. Well, to the point, I was saying, you know, I was I was at those some of those games. I was at that game that Roos is talking about at LSU. I've never, well, I've never witnessed anything, anything in my life like Georgia Tennessee this past year. That's where I was going. That to. was y'all. When I tell you, like it, it, it felt like it was kind of like it felt like you were un, like you'd swam down twenty feet. It felt like there was pressure coming in on you, and it's an open air press box, so I know that you know there's probably a little bit more there. Um, than than maybe in other places, but that was uh, that was insanity. Like we, we, from the opening kickoff and and when um, uh, when uh, when Stetson got away and scored on that play, when Stetson hit Lab McConkey for that touchdown, when they those sacks, when it was raining and people were just going bananas, it got louder. Yeah, it got it got wild mm. as that game went on. I mean, they were they they smelled blood. Uh, those fans did, and they got challenged. So, yeah, Jake, um, Jake and I sat next to each other, and we were having to yell to each other. Yeah, we were for sure. Hey, I just say, keep saying it, keep doubting Georgia's crowd noise because it just makes everyone in there louder. All right, who do we who do we still By have? By the way, uh, South Carolina, South yes, Carolina, come yes. hell or high water. Yes. If you want to talk about, all right, I, yes. we're bad. It's still loud. We're good. It's still really loud. It's South Carolina. Oh, nobody, that, that, nobody that maintains that even keel as as well as South Carolina does. It's intimidating to be on that field. It really is. I've I've shot photos down there, and and that and when that rooster starts crowing, and those people are just going bananas, and it feels like they're on your back. Man. Well, yeah, because there's about this much room between yeah. the yeah. back of the end zone and. But if, yeah, if you give fans. them something, if you give them something to get loud about, they're going to get loud like they are ten and zero if they're zero and ten. Yes. Yeah. It feels like it feels like beat on the back of those seats. It feels like uh, uh, Halloween in Iraq. It's hot in that. Place. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hottest place on the galaxy is Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, dude. When when <laughs> hell comes to earth, it's gonna bust open a couple big double doors right below that city. Yes, and, yes. and 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 the I don't know what it is, man. I went on a boys' trip about four years ago when uh, DeAndre Baker picked that pass off, and four grown men with a pass. For the day, drink ninety-five waters. I mean, it's <laughs> the hottest day. I've, I mean, I got to the stadium. I was like, I can actually have a drink, and we're like, oh my god, where's the water? Like all day long. I mean, there were people. It was hot. There were people falling out behind us. Um, there was, won't mention her name, but there was a coach's wife who was on the staff, sitting two rows behind us, and they had to take her out of the out of the crowd because I mean, it just got so hot. I mean. It was crazy. I know that Georgia, that was the second game of the year. So Georgia did a lot of their summer workouts uh, in July. They started at 3.30. And that was the reason well, why. I mean, they- th- this past year, they brought their own AC unit. And it wasn't oh, even it wasn't even supposed to be nearly as hot. And yeah. But it yeah. got hot as hell. It, yeah. It, it, just, it just did. It, it couldn't done. help itself. Yep. It couldn't yep. help itself. Yep. All right. Bro. I, you, me, I don't care. Uh, I'll go. Um, stock up on Dogs HQ again. Um, I mean, I told the guys in the text message earlier today, um, I've been doing this for 11 or 12 years. I've never seen as much VIP um, premium plus 
information that as we put out this weekend from a big official visit weekend, we've seen bigger official visit we a uh, bigger visit weekends, uh, dog nights and and things that you know they just simply were just in terms of the number of people involved. They weren't as well organized or probably weren't as effective, but in terms of that many people getting a chance to see it and be around it, there were bigger weekends at Georgia. Um, I've, we, we crushed it. We killed it. And um, that's why you, you're listening to the show. And hopefully that's why you're subscribed to our site because uh, we, uh, we did a good job this weekend. Hopefully we keep doing it. It started with a punter. So I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't like special teams, but you see what special teams did for the weekend? We get a 25 stars working out Saturday morning because they got a punter on Friday. I'm uh, all right, Mountain Jake. All right, I'm going up. I'm going stock up uh, on my poker analogy that I used earlier today because uh, listen, uh, Doyle Brunson passed away, one of the greatest poker players of all time this past week, man. One of those guys that you tuned in to watch, man. Texas Dolly, just an incredible guy. And somebody said, how do you feel about the the chances with uh, Georgia and Jeremiah Smith? And I said, listen, man, it's like poker. You got a chip and a chair. You're in this thing, man. That's all you can ask for. I'm not saying your chances are good. I'm not saying they're strong. But if you keep hanging around long enough, you never know what's going to happen. And that's always what it is with guys like that. It's always how it goes down at the World Series of Poker. I think Georgia is in – like I said, as good of a spot as they could hope to be for a guy who's committed somewhere else. Um, you got a chip and a chair. Let's see how it plays out. He's been pretty clear he's taking this thing to signing day, and that seems like it bodes well for Georgia's chances as well. In that vein, Aiden Cruz asking us uh, in our comments, which skill position players do you think that Dylan Rayola will bring with him out of the 2024 class if we had to pick today? We will leave you uh, – We'll, we'll leave you hanging on that one just for a few days. We're going to percolate on it, think about it, pray about it, and we'll be back 9 or 8.30 right here on the Dogs HQ YouTube channel with another live edition of the Georgia Show uh, and dive into that a little bit more and kind of play some hypotheticals because we don't have all the answers right now. And um, even if we did, you know, we, we wouldn't share them right here on the show. We'd we wait a little bit longer because this weekend in and of itself was worthy of celebrating. If you're a dogs fan, hit like, and subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, Jake and Jake, what's the deal on bark after dark this week? Bark after dark. We have secretary of state. Uh, uh, no, it's not secretary. Sooner scoops. Eddie Radosevich. <laughs> I thought you were about to say Condoleezza Rice. And, if you, uh, and listen, if you, if you like Twitter, if you're on Twitter, You've probably seen Eddie Radosevich's stuff, and he's one of the funniest men in America. And I hope he brings the funk tomorrow night on Bark After Dark because he's very funny. And then um, I, hopefully I'm just going to go ahead and pin him down right now. We're going to hopefully have Rusty next Monday again. So we're going to do a wrestling I, podcast. Let me tell you something. I'm, I have got somebody for you. Rusty, you do? I have got somebody for you in place of me. <laughs> And this guy is so good that I probably would just sit in to listen to his answers. So I had a little surprise for y'all boys. So bark, right. you, bark you after dark. I don't like punters like you do, Rusty. If it's <laughs> you, uh, it's Butler, it's Gordon Ely Kelso. All right. <laughs> I will tell you. I will tell you this, Brian Mims. I'll say this right now. Neither one of y'all know, and I won't tell you for a couple of days. You will not have a guest ever on Bark After Dark that knows more about Georgia football inside that building than the guy you will have on. 
Okay. Lauren Smith. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brian Gant, baby, let's go. <laughs> just telling you, you, got, you two are going to love this one. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to be it's going to be a hell of a show. And I'll, I'll, I'll get on just to watch it. And uh, it's, it's, I thought about it today, and I called him up, and he agreed to it. So I had a surprise for you guys. Rock and roll. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Jake, that. Yep. Jake you, you do know that that's Memorial Day? Yeah. Why, why do you bring up old stuff, Palmer? Let's do it. <laughs> hey, listen, that's the best time, Bart. Everybody comes home. We gotta, We're going to be lubed up. I promise you that. Tennessee's going to be done on Memorial Day. It's going to be the best bark after dark ever. Uh, my liver will not be pristine. <laughs> hmm. All right. Y'all yep. have a great week. Keep your livers pristine, please. Join us again <laughs> next time we're here. See ya. <laughs>